Welcome to this edition of PowerPoint with Jack Graham. A little later in the program, we'll tell you how you can get a copy of the book, The Bible Code. But first, here's the message, The Castaway. The book of Revelation, chapter 1, describes the last hours of human history. The midnight cry will come, Christ will return, and the glory of God will be revealed. And so let me invite you to take God's Word and turn to Revelation chapter 1. And here we're going to meet a man who was a devoted follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. And because of his faith and testimony of Christ, he is in exile, living in exile, persecuted because of his love for Jesus, and yet on that island, the Isle of Patmos, about 10 miles long and 6 miles wide. He discovers the reality of the risen Christ. He experiences the presence of Jesus Christ. And in the midst of loneliness, he discovers, as we can discover, that we are never, ever alone when we know the Lord Jesus. Loneliness is one of the major problems of our times. In spite of the fact that we live around more people than ever before, we are living in a lonely existence. Many people are living in the lone zone. While we live close together, people feel far apart. It's been stated that loneliness plagues more people than any other problem. It's been described as the most devastating malady of this age. It has no respect for age. It affects all ages. It's not concerned with anyone's position in life. It can attack at all times of day or night. It affects every strata of society. It is often a menace when we least expect it. Regardless of who a person is or what that person may do, everyone knows something of loneliness. And you can stand on any street corner and look into the faces of people and you, you see the loneliness of people. And while there's the traffic, there's never been so much disconnectedness. What is loneliness? Loneliness is being six years old and not knowing the name of another first grader in your class or any of the people in your class. It's learning that your parents are getting a divorce and not knowing who you're going to live with. Loneliness is watching your last child leave home. Loneliness is being at the top where the buck stops. Loneliness is saying no when all the other girls seem to be saying yes. Loneliness is your mate's funeral or your daughter's wedding. Loneliness is divorce. Loneliness is death. Loneliness is an empty place at the table, an empty space in the bed. It is an empty, broken heart. And there's not a person hearing me today who's not known something of that loneliness. Well, John the Apostle must have experienced loneliness on that island, there for his faith, and yet he discovered that he is no longer lonely and that we are no longer lonely when we know the Lord. Look in verse 9 of chapter 1. I, John, both your brother and companion in the tribulation and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was on the island that is called Patmos, for the Word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. 
I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet, saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, and what you see, write in a book and send it to the seven churches. Who is this man on this lonely island? John, the apostle of Jesus, the author of the Gospel of John, the author of three New Testament epistles. Yet now he is alone, an old man, a veteran believer, his skin wrinkled, but his faith still strong. It had been many, many years since he first began to follow Jesus Christ. When Jesus looked at him and compelled him to come and follow me, and he dropped his nets and began following the Lord Jesus Christ. The young son of thunder is now a, an old veteran believer in Christ. And how sad that at the end of his days, he's cut off and shut out from the people that he loved, his family and his friends. His only companions were murderers and thieves and enemies of the state that had been put on this veritable devil's island. He remembered when Jesus walked and talked on earth. He stood at the foot of the cross when Jesus died for the sins of the world. He watched as the Savior, the Redeemer, poured out his life, his blood for us. And you know, it changed his life. Not just his death, but his resurrection because John was the first among Peter and John to go to the tomb and to see that it was empty and then to meet the risen Christ. And yet now, after all of these years, left alone, cut off, there must have been times when he wondered, it would have been better perhaps to have died for my faith. It would have been easier just to simply have died because now all those who started out following Christ with John, they're gone. They're in heaven. Peter, crucified upside down according to tradition because of his faith in Jesus. His own brother, John's own brother, James, beheaded because of the gospel his faith. His brother and comrade in the faith, the Apostle Paul, likewise died by the sword because of his faith in Jesus Christ. But John now knows the martyrdom of a long life in following Jesus Christ. And he's alone. As a matter of fact, when at the conclusion of this book, he would describe the glories of heaven, and he looked into heaven, and he saw the greatness and the grandeur and the majesty of Jesus on the throne. And that's what the book of Revelation is about. It's a wonderful prophetic message, but ultimately it is about the glory of Jesus, that Jesus rules, that God is in control of all the earth and the things in heaven and the things on earth and things below the earth. But when John was describing what he saw when he saw heaven, one of the things that he mentioned was there is no more sea. Wonder why he said that? I'll tell you exactly why he said that. On this island, the sea, the water separated him from all of his loved ones and friends, the churches that he loved, the people that he cared about. And that ocean was a constant reminder that he was cut off and shut out and lonely. So when he got to heaven, when he said there's no more death and no more sorrow and no more suffering and all those great things about heaven, he also said, you know, 
There's no more sea, no more separation because we are together forever in Christ. But it was at that moment when he was worshiping on the Lord's day, remembering his time with Jesus, reflecting upon the words of Jesus, no doubt praying and singing hymns and songs of praise there in the darkness of that day, that the midnight cry came and he saw Jesus in all of his glory, the resurrection and the life, the Alpha and the Omega. And he knew that it was true that Jesus Christ never leaves us or forsakes us. And that while there are times that we are lonely, we are never alone when we know the Lord. Why are people lonely? There are many reasons for loneliness. But basically, there are three great needs that we all have. The first need is to love and to be loved. God created us, made us so that we can connect with him and connect with others. When God saw that the man, Adam, was alone, he created one like him, called alongside of him to be his helper in life, to be his companion in life, because God made us to know love and to share love with someone else, to share life with others. And everyone has that basic human need. And if for some reason we don't feel loved or if we're not unable to give love, it creates loneliness in the human heart. Now, every person is created to know and love God and to be loved by God, and God loves you. But many people do not know that love, do not personally experience the love of Jesus Christ. That's why you can be in a crowd. You can be at a party. You can be in a city. You can be in a traffic jam. You can even be in church around many people, and yet you sense that you're empty or cut off or disconnected. God made us to know Him. And because people are separated from God because of sin and selfishness, that cuts us off from the life and the love of God. Ultimately, that's what hell is. Hell is described in the Bible as fire and brimstone. It is described in the Bible as a place of outer darkness. But ultimately, hell is separation from the God who loves you, from the God who gave himself for you. It is the separation forever and ever and ever from the one who gives life. That's what hell is, to live eternally without God. You are loved, and God made you to love Him back and to love others. That's a basic need. It's the need for what? Intimacy. You're listening to PowerPoint with Jack Graham and his message, The Castaway. Pastor, this month we have a special gift for our listeners who give a gift to PowerPoint. It's a copy of The Bible Code. What can you tell us about this powerful book? This powerful book will help you encounter Jesus in every book of the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation and all in between. And this will show you that God's Word really is all about Jesus. One thing that happens when you read the Scriptures with this understanding is that you start to see the Old Testament in an entirely new light. You realize that the stories of the Old Testament all point to Jesus, and there is a scarlet thread of redemption running through every page. And when you see Jesus' constant presence throughout the Bible, you'll be encouraged that He will be present in your life today as well, through God's Word and by the presence of His Spirit who lives in you. 
That's the good news you'll help us share with others through your gift today to reach people through PowerPoint. So be sure to request your copy of The Bible Code when you give today. Call today and get a copy of The Bible Code when you give. Call 1-800-795-4627. That's 1-800-795-4627. Or text the word CODE to 59789. Now let's get back to today's message, The Castaway. And everyone also not only needs intimacy, but we need to know that we are accepted. We need acceptance to know that people care about us and accept us. And many people are lonely because they feel rejected. Their self-esteem is low, or maybe they truly are rejected by friends or family. And there's the loneliness of being cut off and of sensing that you are never apart and you're lonely. And then another great need is the need for significance, the need for intimacy, the need for acceptance, and the need for significance. We need to know that we're more than a, than a number. We live in an age in which uh, men do the work of machines and machines do the work of men. And because of uh, the depersonalization of our culture, many people are lonely. And they want to know, am I something, am I someone besides just a number? Am I just a piece of dust blowing in the wind? Do I really matter? Another reason people are lonely is because of the mobility of our society. There was a time when most of our grandparents grew up in one little town, one little community, one place, and lived there all their days, all their lives. But now people are moving around. Did you know the average American moves 14 times in his lifetime? And people are without roots and are disconnected. That's why it's so important when you move that you find a church home that as quickly as possible you join a church and that you're a part of the family of God. Your children need it and you need it. Then there's separation, the separation of death, the separation of divorce. I'm speaking to people whose hearts are broken and you're afraid and empty and lonely because of the separation. Also, there's selfishness can cause uh, uh, this loneliness. We live in what's been called the me generation. And there's so much emphasis on self and self-improvement and getting the most out of lives ourselves. And people have forgotten how to love seemingly and how to care and how to give themselves to others. And because we've become so selfish and so in turn, we find ourselves alienated and cut off. So there you have it. The reasons for some of our loneliness, the need for intimacy, the need for acceptance, the need for significance. Well, there's good news because Jesus Christ came and lived and died and rose again and lives today so that we as believers and followers in Christ need never be alone. He is our risen Lord. His name is Emmanuel, which means God with us. He saves us from our sins and gives us a new life in Christ. We now know that we are 
loved by God and accepted into the family of God. And we now have a life to live and a, and a love to give because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. And God is no longer a distant deity or a mystical force or a religious experience, but God is personal Savior and Lord. John saw the risen Christ, the beginning and the end, the Alpha and Omega, the Lord. It had been, been many years since he had seen his face. But now he realizes in that worship experience, in the revelation of God, that he, the Lord Jesus, is present. He rules. He reigns. He's accounted for in everything that we face. We need acceptance. We are accepted in the beloved. We're a part of the family of God. We're made one with Christ. We're joint heirs with Jesus. And we not only have acceptance and intimacy with God through Christ, but we have significance because God has a plan and a purpose for every one of us. He has a will and a meaning for our lives. You say, does Jesus really do all of that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you see, Jesus, he understands our loneliness. You say, how does Jesus understand loneliness? He's in heaven with all the angels and all the saints and the ages. Let me tell you something. When Jesus came to earth, he knew loneliness. The Bible says he came into his own and his own received him not. He was rejected by the people who loved, should have loved him the most. At, time, at one time, he was rejected by members of his own family. And members of his family said, he's insane. Cut off from friends. Cut off from family. He knew the loneliness of temptation as he was driven out into the desert to be tempted of the devil. And there he went one-on-one -on -one and was tempted at all points that we are tempted, yet without sin. He knew the loneliness of struggling with temptation and struggling with Satan. And then on the cross, when he was hanging between heaven and earth, between God and man, building a bridge of salvation and eternal life for all of us, in that moment when Christ was dying, he experienced eternal death. He experienced the judgment of God, for God laid on him our iniquities. He who knew no sin became sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God. So in that moment when sin was on Christ, when he was bearing our sins on the cross, he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Cut off from man and now cut off from God the Father. He know, knew that cosmic loneliness of feeling all alone in the universe. Yes, Jesus knows the loneliness that you face of sorrow, of separation. He knows the loneliness and the pain that sin can cause because he took our sin. Jesus knows, and he is a high priest, the Bible says, that is touched by the feelings of our infirmities. Let me tell you something. Jesus Christ is not just somebody I know about. He's someone I know. I grew up in church. In fact, I was in church nine months before I was born. And uh, 
When I was a little child, I learned, loved, and still do, of course, the stories of the Bible. And one of my favorites was Zacchaeus. This man, Zacchaeus, he was a tax collector. He was cheating his own people to feather his own nest. And so he was hated in that town of Jericho. He was rich, but he was lonely and afraid, separated. And so when Jesus came through his little town, everyone wanted to see Jesus, including Zacchaeus. And so Zacchaeus, trying to see Jesus because he was a wee little man, couldn't see over the crowd. And so he climbed up in that sycamore tree. And he's trying to get a, just a, a view of Jesus. And so Jesus is coming through the crowd. And to his amazement, Jesus stops right at the foot of that tree and turns around and looks at Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus' heart must have been pounding because the look of the Lord is turned right towards him. And there must have been, I can imagine this, uh, I've thought about it many times. When Jesus looked at him, it, it must have been a face beaming with love. And Zacchaeus must have said, he sees me. And you know in the midst of all of this crowd today, Jesus of Nazareth is passing through. And he sees you. He sees right through you, every one of us. He sees our need. He sees you right where you are. And then Jesus, having looked on him, looked at him, he said, Zacchaeus, come down. And Zacchaeus must have thought, my goodness, he knows me. When Zacchaeus heard his name, and Jesus must have said it in, in a way that was loving and kind, the fact that Jesus Christ knows us, he sees us, knows us by name, knows us by need. And then Jesus said something else. He said, Zacchaeus, come down, for I am coming over to your house for lunch. Loose translation, but that's what he said. I'm coming over to your house. He invited himself over to Zacchaeus' house. And Zacchaeus, by now he's thinking, he sees me, he knows me, he wants me. Nobody wanted Zacchaeus. He was an outcast in his own city. All he wanted was significance. All he wanted was intimacy. All he wanted was acceptance. And he never got it in life with all the money that he had until that day when Jesus walked by, called him out, said, I'm coming over to your house today. Can you imagine when Zacchaeus comes home? He says, honey, I have a guest for lunch. Who is it? The creator of the universe, Jesus. And Jesus came into his home, and his life was changed. He was converted. He became a believer and a follower in Jesus Christ, and he learned that he was loved and accepted and forgiven and cleansed and changed. Jesus came to his house. In this same book of Revelation, chapter 3, verse 20, the Bible says, Jesus stands at the door and knocks. And if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. And we'll sit down and we'll have a meal together and we'll fellowship forever and ever. He knows your name and he's calling you to himself today. 
You're listening to PowerPoint with Jack Graham and today's message, The Castaway. When you understand that Jesus is in every book of both the Old and New Testaments, the Bible will come alive in a way you've never experienced before. This profound truth is what led Dr. Graham's friend, O.S. Hawkins, to write his book, The Bible Code, Finding Jesus in Every Book of the Bible, which we want to send as a thanks for your gift today to help boldly proclaim God's Word through PowerPoint. As you read it, you'll gain a greater understanding of Jesus' presence throughout Scripture and His presence in your own life as well. So request your copy of The Bible Code when you call today. Call one 800 795 4627. That's 1-800-795-4627. You can also text the word code to 59789. And don't forget to visit jackgraham.org where you can shop our e-store or give a gift online or sign up for Dr. Graham's free daily email devotional. Our website again is jackgraham.org. And also be sure to sign up for Dr. Graham's podcast, Bible in a Year. Pastor, what is your PowerPoint for today? Well, let me say it very clearly one more time. The remedy for loneliness is Jesus. Simply put, Jesus, his presence in our life means that he understands us and he understands us when we feel alone. Now, you may think, how does Jesus know anything about loneliness? After all, he's God. Well, when Jesus walked on the earth, he certainly experienced loneliness. The scripture says that he didn't have a place to lay his head, that he was despised and rejected of men. Now, that sounds like loneliness to me. And another person in scripture acquainted with loneliness is the apostle John. You'll remember that John was banished like a castaway onto the Isle of Patmos, a veritable devil's island, a prisoner's island. And even though he was a dynamic Christian and full of the spirit of God, there were times that he suffered from loneliness. But it was in the midst of his alienation and separation from family and friends that something dramatic happened. John had a vision given to him by the Holy Spirit where he heard and saw the coming again of the glorious Lord Jesus Christ and the events that surrounded his return. We call this the book of Revelation. Now, I doubt that we will ever spend time on a deserted island like John, but maybe you feel like you're on an island spiritually or emotionally, terribly lonely, separated, and far from those who care for you and care about you. But listen, there is a cure for loneliness, and that is to experience the living presence of Jesus. Jesus is not someone we simply know about. Jesus is someone we know. And his presence, his friendship, his fellowship in our lives will always bless us and strengthen us and help us to know that we are never alone. No, never alone in Jesus. Do you know him? Jesus is one that you can love. He will give you meaning that you're looking for in life, and he will do more than that. He will connect you with God and the friends of God where you will find fellowship and friendship and partnership in the work of Christ in your own life. So today, if you feel lonely, it may be because you're missing this wonderful Savior in your life. Trust Him right now. He knows you, and He's calling out to you today. And that is today's PowerPoint. Remember, when you give a gift to PowerPoint, we'll send you the book, The Bible Code, as thanks for your generous support. Call 1-800-795-4627. That's 1-800-795-4627. You can also text the word code 
to 59789. And join us again next time as Dr. Graham brings a message about how God can forgive you no matter what you've done. That's next time on PowerPoint with Jack Graham. PowerPoint with Jack Graham is sponsored by PowerPoint Ministries.